Quote, wherever it ends up, the Eras Tour is a marked victory, not only for Swift, who looks to bring in a bigger percentage of the grosses by electing to forego distribution by a traditional studio, but also AMC Theatres, which is releasing the film through its own venues as well as other multiplexes and independent locations. By cutting out the middleman and partnering directly with the theater chain, Swift's landmark deal could be the start of many more concert films and perhaps other kinds of films being distributed directly through exhibitors. Beyonce has also partnered with AMC Theatres to release a concert film of her Renaissance World Tour in December. End of quote. This is from Variety.com. It is an article entitled Box Office, Taylor's version, in parentheses. A little nod to her to her um, re-recording of her albums when she couldn't own them. The Eras Tour puts Taylor Swift at number one with second biggest October opening day ever. It is by Kim Murphy and it is in the home film box office section. It was printed on October 14th, 2023, or I should say posted, at 7.48 a.m. Pacific time, and I will include the link to the entire article. It's very cool um, in the description. Of course, Taylor Swift is really popular. And, you know, some thoughts came to me alongside that because I really don't believe that she definitely is not doing it for that. You know, uh, this woman is so genuine. It really comes from who she is, deep down to the core. And people know that. They sense it and they are drawn to her. And it's really completely uh, unique in many ways because of, you know, her fame kind of not, um, you know, she, she has a very big following, of course. And at the same time, she deserves it in a way that she doesn't want to, you know, influence people by her music. She comes from the place of gratitude and embracing them and, and telling them, you know, you're part of the this life. We're all in this life and we're experiencing all these things. And it's such a human connection. That's what I admire the most about her. And it's relevant and it's 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 completely obvious when you actually are around her fans, which I did, you know, I, I came out here when we had the uh concerts here locally at the Levi Stadium here in Santa Clara. And I talked to several of her like big time fans, the Swifties. And the energy was incredible there with them. It was, 
it was such a big connection and it was positive and friendly and kind and I just you know there's just I can go on and on it, it was all just people coming together sharing in this lovely moment together on this earth in this life and this is so needed such peaceful gatherings and things to connect in ways beyond just physical presence next to one another. I think all of that is so easy and admirable that she can evoke that kind of connection in people. So bravo, Miss Swift. Bravo, <laughs> Taylor. You're incredible. You really are incredible. And so I just want to say, you know, just recently I had... um something in our lives, you know, when it's kind of interesting to me when I always want to empower other people. I'm happy for them. If someone's successful, I will be the cheerleader <laughs> and, and you know, just uh, sharing the best things that I even know about someone uh, just to put it out there in the world so people know about it. Because a lot of us don't, you know, do the accolades for ourselves. And it took me such a long time to even be able to acknowledge things like that. For example, about myself. More on Taylor Swift and pop culture in the Food for Thought Sunday segment.
Yes, I was there on Friday and it was spectacular as it is always. The show is incredible. If you get a chance to see it, uh, do try to see it. It's nothing like anything else live because you have to experience all the different sensory sensory um, experiences along with um, seeing the Blue Angels. Uh, just the maneuvers they uh, show off in these shows are an incredible show of resolve, courage, uh, precision, engineering, uh, control, and um, just an incredible, incredible showmanship, really, when you think about it. But it's also it's the skill level. And, uh, you know, it's um, the speed and the just the precision of what they do is mind-boggling. At times, they are only 18 inches apart in these huge, incredible machines, these planes that are just magnificent to watch. <laughs> Uh, so it's a tradition for me to see them every year and I've been seeing them since the 80s uh, early 80s when it actually started so I understand that the first time they started doing these demonstrations here in San Francisco uh, and the fleet week is 1981 and in fact the person responsible for starting this here in the San Francisco Bay Area is the late senator, Senator Diane Feinstein, who just recently passed away. So condolences to the family and everyone. Um, she is a very prominent figure here in San Francisco. In fact, during her memorial service, what happened is uh, there was a celebration, if you will, in front of City Hall. And when people were speaking, the Blue Angels were actually uh, practicing above, in the skies, above San Francisco. And it was almost like a nod to her uh, personally, because she is really responsible for all this to be happening and for us to enjoy it and this incredible show to go on from, you know, basically now generation to generation. It's, uh, I've been taking my family to see them, you know, all these years and it's, it's a tradition and it's, it's a San Francisco Bay Area tradition. It's beautiful and, uh, we certainly, honor the people responsible for putting it together. And um, I understand it was Lieutenant Commander uh, Thomas Zimmerman who was narrating and letting us, us know during the show what was going on. And it was fantastic to, to hear all the details. So uh, kudos. And also I want to give a big, big shout out, speaking of a woman who brought this incredible experience here to our area. 
this year, it's the first year in history that a woman is on the Blue Angels team. And her name is, she's Lieutenant Commander Amanda Lee. And I understand she was flying, she's flying number three of the Blue Angels. So congratulations to Amanda for joining this incredible team, the real top gun of the United States Navy. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you for an incredible show and for showing up always at the top of your game. So today I want to share with you the hidden gem in San Francisco. And by the way, anytime I share these or anything about any particular property or architectural style and you want to know something else or more more information, just drop me a note at allocationgal.gmail.com and I can share that with you. So this particular home is, again, I do share them on social media, so you can find it, you know, in my link tree. Most likely, I don't share all of them there, but um, I update them as well and um, let you know what's going on if there is a price drop, for example. So on in this particular house, this, this home is located near Bernal Heights in Intermission, which is a very hip area with lots to do. So the lifestyle is wonderful. It does have a garage and an extra little unit if you wanted to rent it out. It also has a flat backyard, which is a very, very cool feature. And um, yeah, and it looks really great. It, it has everything. It's a lovely fireplace that's original. Cathedral ceilings. It has bay windows. It had one owner for 34 years. So this home was loved and cared for, cared for for many years. And now, you know, it's going to make its way to a new owner who, uh, you know, we were hoping will have the same approach to owning a home and will um, make it their own. And um, yeah, it's just really lovely. So uh, again, let me know if there is anything that you are interested in in the Bay Area. If you're thinking of moving, you can um, also schedule a call with me. We can have a chat on calendly.com slash relocation gal. Okay, let's move on to the next segment. Hello, hello, hello. This is Marilla Kale, your location gal, and you are on my podcast, Fire Chat with Marilla, pop culture and real estate tips and hacks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I want to talk about the market like I always do. Um, and also, pop culture is huge. You know, it just keeps on going and keeps on giving. And it's so fun. So I will share with you the latest. What I've seen, there's um, a great uh, movie contender for... Uh, multiple Oscars, uh, not one, actually two, and they all had to do with music. 
and you probably can guess one of them knowing who I like and um, let's see I'm watching another show but I'm in the process so uh, that's gonna take a little while because I don't just watch that I have other things I have to do I'm doing an open house this weekend I'm taping this actually on Saturday some of this uh, the the episodes right now are gonna be sort of you know put together because I I tape it as I have time uh, and then I kind of edit and put it together so that's what I'm doing these days okay all right well I hope you enjoy it I'm glad you stopped by I hope things are going well for you and that you are enjoying the weekend and uh, getting ready for a nice new week uh, always um, stay positive if you can um, you know things are going around us that are not easy to uh, digest in fact there are some things in the world right now that I really couldn't even find words for for several days I, I, I just am processing uh, my hope is for peace and nonviolence as always John Lennon's words in that song, Imagine, that is something that I wish for the world and definitely my, my kids, my grandkids, all of ours, you know, our futures collectively. Uh, because individually, our time on earth is short. It should be valued. And if we want this planet to continue there are some real existential threats on so many levels right now that violence against one another is the last thing. And yet it happens, and yet the atmosphere is very tense. And, and um, what we can do is focus on things that are immediately around us, be aware of what's happening of course globally and otherwise and at the same time every day uh, I got some good advice uh, at the business clinic we had just re recently and um, you know it's focus focus on your process whatever your process is whatever your goals are if you have a goal you know we tend to have goals sometimes that are kind of overwhelming and uh, we push ourselves, you know, to to achieve, to to uh, to make people proud, to make our families better and prouder and happier. And there is a lot of pressure with that, of course, right? So in order to keep going, because things can be paralyzing when they are not sort of flowing the way we expect. Um, well, so the advice was to, you know, have a goal and then for uh, work on the process towards reaching the goal, then forget the goal and focus on the process. And it seems uh, simple, but, you know, it's not simplistic, right? It is simple, but not simplistic. However, it really, I think, brings home the idea that, um, that you, we have to always think of that big goal and 
it's so true that when you really put your nose to the grindstone and you focus on the process and each step every day from morning to night and you just keep doing it, uh, the results just, they come, you know, and, uh, you know, albeit some global other factors, which, by the way, like I said in a couple of previous podcasts, we cannot control. So there are so many things we cannot control and there are things that we can. And usually those detailed things in the process is what we can control. So going back to the process, right? Another thing that is important to remember that we were told is to remember the fact that you know the most about your goal on day one right? When you first set your goal. And it's okay to adjust it as you go along. So don't feel like it's set in stone. There are adjustments that can be made. I think that gives you that um, license to, you know, adjust it as you need to. And I think that is a very freeing um, statement. It's huge because it all all of it is going to happen. It's life, you know, you have to adjust. So that's okay. That's, you know, keep adjusting. And at the same time, you know, focus on the process, the little steps every day. I call them small victories. So I thought that was really brilliant and um, really useful takeaway for me. With the current atmosphere, there is a lot of excitement and good news and new things coming down the pike. With that, there is a lot of apprehension, like with AI, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and fears. And, um, you know, the, there are adjustments that companies are making. And yes, you know, it, it's, um, it's a lot right now, right? With just that, for example, with that segment of, of the economy. And um, so, yeah, there is a lot, you know, and, and in history, we've gone through different periods of history where things weren't hunky-dory and just, you know, cruising, right? And if they are, they're not always for everyone. There are different segments and situations that affect different people in different ways. So um, just, you know, stick to your process. Remember your process. This is my two cents, I hope. Uh, all is well and yeah let's go to the next segment okay thanks for sticking around this is fire chat with marilla podcast life and real estate tips and hacks to share with you because it's about life until it's about real estate Grab a tea, coffee, or hot chocolate, and let's chat. How is the market? Hot real estate news, pro tips, interviews, insights, and fan facts for balance and empowerment, including mindfulness meditation and food for thought Sundays. And do subscribe to Fire Chat with Marilla podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you, and thanks for listening. How is the market? So there are some interesting trends in the market. 
Uh, we do have the results for uh, quarter number three for 2023. And so I'll go over that and then we can uh, talk about some individual markets uh, for September, just so, so you can see. So basically the demand is still high, although it has cooled off a little bit because of the interest rates. Uh, at the same time, there's still a lot of people there that are looking, you know, there are a lot of buyers and we get kind of a steady flow of buyers like at open houses, it depends on the property, but some still go very, very quickly. So looking at these numbers, for example, for median sales price for single family homes in Santa Clara County, which is the heart of Silicon Valley here. Um, if you look at uh, quarter three of 2022, for example, the median sales price was 1.6125, whereas for the second quarter of 23 it was 1.8. Now for the fourth quarter of 2022, it was at 1.550, which means that it went down. And then for this quarter, uh, number three for 2023, it's at 1.782, so 1,782,000, which is uh, down from the previous quarter of this year. However, it is up over year over year. Okay, so the prices are uh, very strong, they're going up. And as far as the kind of a snapshot, of the the market here the new listings are at 2255 which is uh, one percent lower than year over year and that's here in santa clara county uh, closed sales are 2558 and that's 11 percent over it's higher than year over year Average price per square foot is 1,013, which is 6% higher year over year. Median sales price. Now this is for the entire market of Santa Clara County, including the condos and townhomes. And it's 8% year over year higher. The total sold volume is 4.7 billion, which is 11% lower year over year. And average days on market is 19, which represents a drop of 41% year over year, which means they are selling faster, right? Everything's selling faster, which is true. And that's immediate sales price versus original asking price. There's an interesting trend. It was kind of flat uh, from quarter three, uh, quarter four of 22, and then quarter one of 23, then it went up slightly in quarter two of 2023, and now it's shot up again. So now it's at, so for example, it was at 91%, and we're talking about median sales price versus original asking price, right? And in quarter three, get get this. So it went from 91% in quarter two to 107% in quarter three. So uh, very healthy there. You know, it's, it's up again. So now I'm going to go over some market trends for different cities, just so we can see the inventory and how it fared for September of 2023. Okay, 
let's go over some market trends for different cities here in the Bay Area. Okay, let's take a look. So we're gonna look at San Jose and that includes condos and townhomes in San Jose. So um, for September of 2023, the good news here is that we have an increase in inventory. It is inching up in, uh, it's 1.05 in months, right? So a little over a month worth of inventory is now currently on the market in Santa Clara County in San Jose, the city of San Jose. And that's for single family homes and condos and townhomes which is a an increase of 6.06% month over month. List to sold price is a an increase also month over month and that's 0.55% at 105.3%. So median days um on market are 8 and median sold price for all of these single family homes, condos and townhomes in San Jose is up also 2.04% month over month so these are the trends for san jose now let's take a look at pleasanton which is in the east bay again if you have any questions on any particular property or market or neighborhood uh, drop me a note at relocationgal at gmail.com i'll be happy to send you the report um, so for September 2023 in Pleasanton, California, for all single-family homes, condos, and townhomes, the month of invent months of inventory is one. Yes, which represents a 20 percent, 20.48 percent month-over-month increase. So again, they are going up. Uh, list to sold price is also up at 102%, which is 1%, 1 1.35% month over month increase. Median days on market are lower by 30% month over month at only seven. Median sold price for all these single family homes and townhomes and condos in Pleasanton is at 1.625 million, which is 1.56% month over month increase. Okay, so that is in Pleasanton. So we can see the trends are going up here. I'm gonna look at uh, San Francisco. Let's take a look at San Francisco right now. Okay, so for the city of San Francisco in September of 2023, Single family homes and condos and townhomes are the months of inventory is at 3.92 now, which is almost four months. List to sold price is 103.2%, and medians day, which is actually down month over month at 0.25% lower. Median days in, in RPR or in on the market is also lower by 14% at 49% and median sold price is up month over month at 1.355. Okay, now I want to go into, let's see, let's do Emeryville. Since I've been tracking Emeryville, 
I'm curious because that market is different. So that market went up in months of inventory up to 4.12, 28.75% month over month increase. List to sold price is down uh, by 1.23% at 99.5%. Median days on market 32, which is an increase of 39.13% and median sold price is 575,000 which is an increase of 25%, 25.68% month over month for that market. Now this includes single family homes and condos and townhomes in Emeryville. Okay, and then let's go look at back at Los Garros, which is uh, the high-end properties here in this affluent area in Los Garros, California. So Los Garros, we have for September 2023, we have for single family homes and condos and townhomes, the months of inventory are up to 2.27, which is an increase of 7.58% month over month. List to sold price is also up. It's at 104.2%, which represents an increase of 1.92% a month over month. Median days are at nine days, which is the decrease of 40% month over month. So they're flying off the shelves again. Median sold price is at 2.492003, which is 2,492,003. And that is a an increase of 27.96% month over month. So it's up again. So the prices are up. Uh, the inventory is up. However, this to sold price is also up, which means that demand is coming back healthy. You know, it's healthily coming back. So yeah, this is what's going on pretty much. I hope this snapshot helps you figure things out. And if you are wondering about anything in particular, um, check with your realtor, but also you can drop me a note if you have any questions at relocationgal at gmail.com. If you need to get pre-approved or see what kind of programs you may qualify for, you can also reach out and you can schedule a call with me at calendly.com slash relocationgal and I'll be able to like let you know what we can do in order to help you. We have access to um, in-house lending uh, possibilities that may not be available elsewhere. So do check in with us. Okay, thanks so much for listening and on to the next segment. Food for Thought Sunday starts now. Besides bringing tons of great entertainment, positive vibes and kind of a unifying spirit around the world. We can count on Taylor Swift to bring in something unprecedented. She just goes for it. That's probably what I admire the most, among other things that I admire about this young woman. She really stands on her footing so well, you know. And it's not just about promoting her brand. 
everyone else really pales in that light because she genuinely shares her heart and soul, by the way, being an artist. And like she says, she's writing about her life. She, <clears throat> she also, you know, looks at what other people say and, and she's switched and, and pivoted, although I don't like this word because it got so tired during the pandemic, but yeah, she pivots a lot, right? She changed her styles. She, you know, puts so much thought and effort and um, creative energy into creating these works of art that her albums ultimately are. And she always does what she thinks is best, you know? And um, again, she broke the status quo just by doing what she's doing with her new, uh, the Eras tour film that's coming out. And again, you know, there were a lot of people who were not able to attend the tour. So her idea of saying, you know, when this, my movie is shown, she said, I want people to be able to enjoy it and stand up and dance and even use their cell phones. So this is unusual, unusual, absolutely, for a movie theater. However, this is an unusual experience watching Taylor. You know, it would be very hard probably, especially for all the Swifties, to sit in the chair during that concert, especially if they didn't have a, a chance to attend or even if they did. Um, you know, so that's brilliant because it also allows so many people, her fans, who for whatever reasons, could be economic, could be location, could be other things, uh, timing, uh, lots of different things that they weren't able to attend. Now they have a chance to. It's so brilliant. Why not use that power? of distribution technology, uh, you know, and, and help the theaters, by the way. This is such a win-win, I can't stop talking about it because the theaters are hurting. The releases are not enough to keep them going like they're used to uh, because the, the public is still apprehensive in some way. It, it, at least the public was like this uh, even last year. I know because I'm a regular moviegoer, like I mentioned before, I, you know, like my matinee. Usually I go during the matinees only for specific openings. I will kind of sway from that. <laughs> and um, so there are some exceptions for me personally, but I still do go. And uh, I like the fact that, you know, a lot of these movies are made for the screen. If you listen to my podcast, you know that uh, I appreciate that fact and I you know I love when the movies are shown on the big screen and with the sound and you know with movies like Elvis for example I mean I was in a movie theater that had incredible audio all around and there is a scene when he goes into a um, a club and literally it, you feel like you're surrounded by people there and actually is hearing the music live when you're there. So depending on the movie, of course, 
those effects have a big bearing, you know, is uh, Top Gun Maverick, you know, I mean, the same thing, right, with the speed and the jets and the this, um, I can't imagine, I mean, uh, Tom Cruise held off opening his movie for like two years, he said on, uh, during an interview with, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, that he actually held on to it because he believed so strongly that, you know, I made this movie for the big screen. And he just said, I wasn't going to release it because it would hurt the movie. It would hurt the experience, the whole idea and purpose and point of it. So kudos to him for doing that, definitely. And of course, his movie helped. Not just that one. Mission Impossible is another one. You know, I mean, you can go on and on. Uh, same with Keanu Reeves with his movies. And John Wick, right? And and others. I mean, big movies. But of course, Barbie. I mean, I have to go back to Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> Those were big ones. And yeah, what a season we have. This This year is just incredible. Uh, and I do want to mention another film that is, you know, considered probably the best concert film ever. Uh, until now, there is the Eras Tour. And at the same time, you know what? They they can live definitely side by side. And uh, they are different in many ways. But also, I'm sure, you know, I'm going to see the Eras Tour. And so I will have my first impression firsthand of course, but the other one I have seen already, so I can tell you that it's absolutely amazing, right? Um, it's called Stop Making Sense, and it's uh, David Byrne and ta the Talking Heads, and that was done in the 80s, and it's incredible that the movie, that just the, his performance style is so unique, and avant-garde and just just incredible and all the musicians are brilliant on it and not just that because this is not documenting the the concert the idea behind these films is also to not just highlight the best parts of the performance itself um, and the creative process that goes into you know completing such a work of art, but also giving these elements just, you know, the lighting, the certain, the, the shot, the, the capture, where, where when you capture a specific uh, moment, you know, that is unique in many ways. And that makes for the work of art that it is. And definitely David Byrne, I, I looked at the credits and uh, specifically because I wanted to see, you know, the details on how it was, uh, how it came to be. And sure enough, uh, lighting designed by David Byrne. And I'm not surprised because the lighting was huge in that movie. It plays a very central role and it, it really manifests itself in these shots that individually could be works of art. You could just take you know, a, a shot of this and just frame it on the wall and it will, it will evoke feelings. It will tell you about what is going on behind it, the mood and such. So kudos to him for doing that. That's, uh, it's really a brilliant work of art and 
in it won't be overshadowed by any means because it it stands on its own it's its own uh you know uh, like life force it's incredible yeah so um i look forward to seeing the eras tour film and i'm giving you my dibs on that and you know i have a couple more thoughts here i want to share along side of this omg so i did see the eras tour film i will give you my dibs on it later it is incredible it's incredible i had a big day on sunday um, did an open house with a couple of uh, colleagues up um, in San Benito County, which is um, a property that's on several acres and with incredible views, uh, ranch style. Uh, that's the beauty here of the Bay Area. You can really go from gorgeous coastal views to urban lifestyle to suburban fun family style properties with lots of backyard space and you know sports programs and events every weekend to the city of San Francisco with lots of different options for cultural experiences museums restaurants entertainment venues and not just in the city in in big cities like San Jose also so that's the beauty of it definitely and this particular property was um, a large one, so uh, we had to have several people there. And it was um, interesting to see how it went. It was kind of a steady flow of, of uh, interest, which was good. And then uh, I ended up visiting my friends who actually live there in the same place um, around that area. And I hadn't seen them in a while, so that was fun to see them. And in the morning, I actually did my my um, regular get together with a friend that we we meet for um, a beverage, <laughs> a coffee usually um, every two weeks, and so I was able to see her first, and then. On the way home, I decided I, I wanted to see, actually, I planned it. I had planned that because I wanted to see the Eras Tour film. And at the same time, I was trying to see if I can avoid the big crowd of Swifties because I wanted to have my own experience, sort of, so to speak. And pretty much all the shows that were available were had been sold out, but uh, one that was later in the evening was not. And I could see because now you can reserve the seats in the in these theaters and um and so I could see that there weren't many people and it was perfect and I was able to go and enjoy it and experience it. And I definitely want to go back. I can tell you that for sure. And what I find really moving is um I was just watching in awe basically because you know, we, we've watched Taylor basically grew, grow up, you know, kind of uh, as she grew as an artist, as a woman, as a, as a person of influence, really, a businesswoman, and especially 
someone who influenced the artist's world uh, realm so much, right? Because she basically changed the zeitgeist completely on so many levels, you know, just single-handedly, and that's being herself, basically. And, um, yeah, so as I was watching, because there weren't many people at all, and I was in the last row where I like to be, I was able to, normally I don't do that, but by the way, this etiquette is different for this particular experience, and Taylor herself uh, was, you know, telling everyone, you can dance, you can enjoy yourself, take out your cell phone, because she wanted it to be an experience like, you know, almost like you're in a live show, which is cool. So in any case, I was able to just take notes, basically, um, you know, kind of discreetly, but I was taking notes as this was happening. And um, it's uh, what what is the other thing that really strikes me from sort of you know, reading up on it and and, um, following Taylor Swift's, you know, different articles on what she's doing, the history, what's happening. What I found particularly moving is her relationship with her mom and her mom as kind of her best soldier, so to speak, and someone who's really close to her. And that relationship to me is just invaluable, incredible and for a lot of us you know hopefully that's the connection that we have with our moms and I definitely can relate to that and her mom was is so instrumental pun intended in her success and her continued you know just trailblazing and and her the beginnings of her trailblazing because there she was as something like an 11-year-old girl with a demo CD, CD, <laughs> back then they had CDs. It's not that long ago, but, you know, there's technology speeding ahead. Um, she dropped off her daughter at these different music studios to drop off her CD <laughs> and tell them about her music. And kudos. I mean, I am just absolutely blown away by that. And my mom was very supportive of me. Like if I, if I think of my relationship with my mom, which it's not about me, it's, it's really, I am looking at, at them and I'm saying, wow, you know, this is, this is amazing. Such two strong women and, you know, wonderful. And she's seeing her daughter flourish and, and and bloom, so to speak. And speaking of which, I mean, when you watch Taylor, she's in her absolute prime right now. I mean, you know, in every, every aspect, right, of her physically, emotionally, I think. Um, and just, you know, physically, instrumentally, with her voice, just the way she looks and and how she's grown as an artist and what incredible ideas she has, you know, and an incredible team of people, by the way, 
who are with her by her side. Uh, and this experience is something um, that is a result of many years of her work, her toughness, her grit, and the fans. The fans, her fans are diehard fans. And she has fans of all shapes, colors, sizes, sexes, and, you know, territories in the world. She is a true, unifying, wonderful spirit. Besides everything else, besides the great artist that she is and businesswoman, she is this incredible soul, this, this, this spirit that connects people and unites them. And like I said, when I experienced that firsthand talking to her fans, you can feel it in the air. It's something palpable. It's incredible. So um, here are some words I wrote as I was experiencing this. And I was trying to think of words to describe what I what was happening. And I have to say that it kind of starts you out a little bit slowly, but then it sort of grows and grows and it's just mind blowing. It's it's fantastic. So that's that's the dibs. So here's what I wrote. Theatrical, whimsical, modern, mesmerizing. Surprising, original, unexpected, real, electrifying, moving, magical, enchanting, personal, feminine, sexy, androgynous, brilliant, intimate, powerful, grand, effortless, breathless, captivating, Beautiful, magnanimous, boundless energy, hip, cool, stylish, inclusive, spectacular, enticing, outrageous, unreal, a dream, leaves you wanting more, perfection. And here's another thing. If you try to put it into just a short, you know, description, to me, it, it's feelings and emotions personified, immortalized, floating through space and time. The Eras Tour of Taylor Swift film. That's what it is to me. Seamless, absolutely seamless choreography and direction also. Incredible. It's Vogue Paris Fashion Week on steroids, man. It's pure joy and love personified again. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. And Taylor Swift and the theaters, by the way, there's a whole big deal about that, right? She's doing something unprecedented again. She's pulling up to, using someone else's words, <laughs> by the way, her, one of her biggest fans, right? Um, she's pulling up to help this 
struggling theater, you know, the AMC theaters have been experiencing a lot of difficulty, but they are also backed by a lot of like individual investors and things like that. If you look into history, she she's careful at choosing things, but you know, you can't always go right with these things. But in any case, I'm glad that they're finding new ways to not just coexist, but thrive in this, you know, ever-changing world. Um, so definitely that that's just amazing. And I have to say that my my absolute favorite, even though it was it's hard to pick a favorite out of all these sequences that I saw in this beautiful performance. Um there is a sequence called Evermore. And I'm not again, I wasn't familiar with all of her music, um, but it's it's actually multidimensional. It's not all about love stories and love's love, which is great, you know, and her experiences in life and how she grew and what she experienced at the time, uh, like she says. But she's also, I mean, she talks about relationships with her mom and losing people. And there's a lot. It's poetry. It's poetry on steroids with music behind incredible performances that she puts on. But the one called Evermore is just incredible. And everything else, I mean, and she's in equally comfortable uh, singing, you know, just, <laughs> she goes at some point, she goes, okay, spoiler alert, um, welcome to the acoustic set. And she just plays her guitar or she sings, she sits at the piano and just creates this, this uh, soft and emotional, deep, you know, experience with um, the mood that she puts you in. And, and it's, it's like almost like you're sitting there in a small jazz club and, or a small just a living room and you're sitting there with her, listening to her and you focus on that and you forget that you're, you know, in this big um, audience or at a concert. Um, it's just incredible. And then she moves through that from that seamlessly into a huge production with a number of other people, with dancers and sets and lighting and special effects. And then she runs and she's just incredibly just as comfortable doing that, sitting and, and playing, for, goes from that to skipping along the stage, to dancing, <laughs> to doing a choreography like she's in a Broadway musical, um, to <laughs> connecting with her fans, just, you know, sort of definitely giving them the signs uh, that she sees them and telling them. You know, telling them that this is all because of them, thanking them, coming from this tremendous place of gratitude because she knows that nothing would happen without them. And her connection with them and her need and want to share her feelings and experiences with the world and wanting to really genuinely influence and make the world a better place, but by just sharing that nothing is you know it, it's not some kind of a scheme nothing is 
like a show that's been put on. This is all Taylor. This is all Taylor from A to Z, from, you know, just her just being herself and just, you know, unleashing all that energy and spirit and happiness and positivity that she has just innate in herself. And to watch her do this, it's it's really something that I don't know, but it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. And the ways she is influencing the world is incredible. It's it's one of a kind. It's it's just thank you, Taylor. It's it's heartwarming, you know? It's heartwarming. It's so down to earth. Um because it's not just a show. This is not just a show. This is this woman. She's showing us basically everything, her soul. She bears her soul to the world in this. I'm almost a Swifty. Not quite. I think I would have to do my homework and actually listen to her, all her albums and know more about them, her music. But I definitely, without knowing everything, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, something that, I definitely recommend experiencing to just about anyone. And it's uplifting and lovely. And uh, all the people can experience it, you know, from from young children to adults to everyone. So I highly recommend it. Boy, popular culture just keeps on giving these days, doesn't it? I just finished listening to Green Lights. Green Lights stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for over 100 weeks. Boy, what a great book. No wonder. It's incredible, actually. It's Matthew McConaughey's memoir, and I highly recommend it again. And, you know, having Audible and being able to listen to books is just such a uh, such a convenience, right? Because you can be doing uh, a lot of different things and listening and um gosh what a what an incredible uh great great book and coming from the heart and soul as you would expect from Matthew but he definitely opens up and is not afraid to talk about anything he is so open and honest he sounds uh, just you know like an open book <laughs> pun intended and there is humor, of course, and there is drama, and there is, uh, you know, it's real life, right? You can't, uh, it's always stranger than fiction. <laughs> it lives up to that, definitely. And it's also heartwarming and sweet, and, and you'll find little quotables all over the place, of course. And he has his own way of telling it, and and some uh, great little points he makes here and there. And see, he sort of calls you back, uh, calls your attention to things very easily with these almost like I would call them little bookmarks. And you, you'll see what I mean when you're listening to it. I don't want to give it away. Uh, and they're original. And they're one of, uh, you know, just the kind that he, you would expect him to kind of land on, so to speak. <laughs> And at the same time, very original, of course, because it's Mr. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, then. Moving on.
This has been a production of Do You Eve Media. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Stay informed, be well, and be kind. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter on LinkedIn. It's called Relocation Gal Tips and Hacks. Life and Real Estate Tips and Hacks from Morella Kale, your relocation gal. And you can always drop me a note if you have any questions at relocationgal at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.